Welcome to the Pastor's Helper Podcast. This is Barry Davis coming to you from Lexington, Kentucky. Today we're going to examine some scripture in Acts chapters 1 and 2 that will teach us how to succeed as Christian leaders and as a church. We're going to be focusing on having the power to succeed. I'd like to begin by giving you what I consider to be a biblical definition of success. This isn't a direct Bible verse, but you could say a compilation of what I've learned about success from the Bible in one short sentence. So here's a definition of success. Accomplishing what God wants me to accomplish. Okay, very simple. Accomplishing what God wants me to accomplish. Now, this contrasts wildly with most definitions of success that you're going to find, but I think it accurately reflects what success is in God's eyes. If we can accomplish what God wants us to accomplish as individuals and as a church, and especially as church leaders, then we're going to be successful indeed. The good news is that God supplies us with everything that is necessary for us to be successful in this way. And I'd like to give you a few of those ways in this podcast that I think will be helpful to you. First, we can succeed because we are given the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You know, many years ago when we were teenagers, uh, my brother used to have an old pickup truck and the gas gauge in it didn't work. So he had a stick. It was actually a wooden dowel rod. And he would put that dowel rod down into the gas tank to see how much gas he had left. He'd put the dowel rod down into the tank. He'd pull it back out, and the higher the wet part went up the stick, the more gas he had. The problem was he forgot to check it most of the time, and he was always running out of gas. Sometimes I think many of us run out of gas in our spiritual lives because we don't rely on the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Somehow we forget the fact that God himself lives within us to empower us to be successful in everything he has called us to do. You know, following Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection from the dead, and just prior to his ascension into heaven, he made this promise to us in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. He said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, the Bible clearly tells us that the Holy Spirit is God himself, and here Jesus promises that the Holy Spirit will indwell each believer, and two things are going to happen. Number one, they will receive power, and number two, they will tell people about Jesus. Now, obviously, these two things are connected. They were for these disciples 2,000 years ago, and they are still connected for us today. If you want to be successful as a Christian leader, you must rely upon the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit to enable you to do ministry. The power isn't mine. The power isn't the church's. The power is the Holy Spirit's power given to us to use to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. Now, when we begin living as if we truly believe that God is literally indwelling us, I believe we will begin to live differently and accomplish a whole lot more than what we are presently accomplishing. Here's another reason. 
We can succeed because we are given a supernatural power. You know, when you have God living inside of you, empowering you to accomplish his will, I think we can safely say that that power is of a supernatural nature. And what we mean by supernatural is that it is a power that violates, or we could say, goes beyond natural forces. In other words, it cannot be explained scientifically within the confines of natural law, but only by a force or a presence beyond the limitations of humanity. And what I'm trying to get across here is this. If you are a Christian, you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God, which means that you have a supernatural power at your disposal to assist you in accomplishing what God wants you to accomplish. Now, Jesus' promised his disciples was fulfilled in Acts 2, 1 through 4. And we read there, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, my purpose in quoting this scripture isn't to get into a discussion of whether speaking in tongues is for us today or not. I mean, that's a discussion that's usually entered into only by those who don't want to deal with the bigger issue. And the bigger issue is this. The Holy Spirit will use supernatural means to see his will accomplish. And that's true in any generation. I mean, tongues, miraculous healings, resurrection from the dead. Those are some of the supernatural means the Holy Spirit has used in the past. But he's not limited to those. God's will is to get more and more people into the kingdom. And he will empower us supernaturally to see that that becomes a reality. Let's see what happened as a result of the supernatural resting on the disciples. In Acts 2, 5 and 6, and then verse 11, it says this. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven, and at this sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. Both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. God's will that he wanted accomplished was to win these people over to a relationship with his son, Jesus Christ, and he provided the supernatural means necessary to get this done. So when we are tuned into God's will, he will use the means necessary to see his will accomplished. And when his will is accomplished, we have been successful. Perhaps even as a Christian leader, you find that you're fearful of telling others about Christ or about getting involved in a new ministry God has called you to or stepping out in a faith venture. But when you realize that God will work through you supernaturally to see his will accomplished, you'll begin to understand that the power is available to do whatever it is that needs to get done. I have known many pastors who have been fearful to lead their congregation in leading others to Christ because they themselves were afraid to share the gospel. There is no need for that fear when you know that God has supernaturally empowered you.
The purpose behind God giving these people the ability to speak in languages they had not previously known was not for prayer, it was not to impress others, but it was specifically given to win more people for the kingdom. Now, whether God uses tongues in this day and age, you can debate that all you want, but what is clear is that God will use various means to get his message out and that he has empowered us as one of those means which he will use. I want to break in here for just a moment to tell you about an absolutely free resource for ministers. You can download it at www.freesermonoutlines.com. It is a book called 52 Topical Sermons, Volume 1. And this is our gift to you just for listening. Again, go to www.freesermonoutlines.com to get yours. Another reason we can succeed is this. We can succeed because we are given a vision for the future. You know, when the Apostle Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to understand that supernatural power was available to him, he was changed from a wimp into a warrior, from a spineless turncoat to a fired-up, bold, fearless spokesman for God. And he stood before a crowd of thousands of people, and he quoted the prophet Joel. We read it in Acts 2.17. He said, and in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. The last days were the days ushered in by the Messiah, Jesus Christ. It is the period of time from the beginning of the church until Christ's return. In other words, it's the period of time that we presently live in. And in this time, it was prophesied that it would be a time of prophecy, visions, and dreams. Now, we're not told when each and every event prophesied by Joel would take place only that they would all take place sometime during these last days. And what's important for us to note is that this period of time is a time to see God's vision for the future, and for the church that means that we are given the ability to plan, to develop, and to work toward that day when Jesus returns. You know, God has revealed to us, and will continue to be, make known, His vision for the future. As Christian leaders, what we must do is simply obey His direction if we're going to be successful. Today is a day to be a people of vision, a people who are not focused on personal preferences, but on bringing multitudes of people into the kingdom. It is a time of clarity and focus, a time when God's people are successful because they are seeing things through God's eyes and doing things according to His will. Another reason we can succeed is because we are given a message that changes lives. You know, the Spirit imparts to us words that when shared with those around us have the potential to change people's eternal destinies. And as a spiritual leader of your church, your words can have an impact not only on those who are without Christ, but on other believers, inspiring them to use their evangelistic gifts to reach out to others. The Apostle Peter preached his first sermon, and it was probably one of the greatest sermons ever preached. He spoke of Jesus as the Messiah who had come to earth and died for our sins and rose from the dead. And some people in the crowd were convicted by this message and they felt guilty because they'd rejected the Messiah. So they asked Peter, well, what should we do? And in Acts 2, 38 and 39, we see his reply. 
It says, Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And this message, it was so simple, but extremely powerful, because it was a message he had been empowered by the Holy Spirit to give. And if we want to be successful in accomplishing all that God wants us to accomplish, then we're going to take this message that changes lives, and we are going to share it with others. We are able to tell people to repent, to turn away from their sins, to begin following God's ways instead of their own, and to seal their commitment in the watery grave of Christian baptism. And what's the result? Their lives are changed as they are filled with the Spirit and able to join us in our task of accomplishing what God wants accomplished. Acts 2.41 tells us, So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. The same thing can happen to us today because we have the message God has given to us, the one that never goes out of style, and you have both the privilege to share that message and the power that comes from God to see results. Here's the last reason I'm going to share with you today. We can succeed because we are given a belief that God can do anything. Now, there were some phenomenal things that took place in the church immediately following this, but I want to share with you just the first part of one verse. Acts 2.43, and awe came upon every soul. Now, why were they so awed by what had taken place? There could be any number of reasons. They were seeing miracles happen all around them. They were seeing lives changed by the score. They were filled with anointed excitement, but most of all, I think they now fully believed that everything God had said in the past was true. It wasn't that they thought God was a liar up to this point, but until you can actually judge a promise by your senses, you don't have complete faith. Now they knew without any doubt that everything God had said was true and that they really could change the world around them. They could be successful as long as they continued to work toward accomplishing what God wanted accomplished. And the exact same thing is true for us today. We have the same Holy Spirit they had. We have the same power available, the same vision, and the same message. My question for you today is, do you believe? Do you stand in awe in the presence of Almighty God? Well, I believe you do. You probably wouldn't be listening to this. And we will have that in greater measure as we find ourselves surrendering to will, the will of God and walking away from the will of self. Thank you for joining me today. I hope this has been a help to you in your ministry and that you are on the path to having the power to succeed. May God bless you as you continue to serve him.